What's going on, guys? We have another week of programming to go over today. This will be the first week of June, but actually it's week zero because we have Murph this week, so we don't want to start new themes, progressions, all of that when we have Murph uh, leading off the week and kind of, you know, affecting the rest of the workouts, the rest of the strength. So week zero, and then next week we will start with week one of June with all the new progressions, themes, everything you guys know and love. Um, so again, starting with Murph on Monday, so very big, exciting workout there, and that will affect the rest of the week, so obviously keep that in mind. On this Tuesday, we will have a recovery option, so you don't have to worry about you know killing people. Uh, with these two workouts back to back, it, this is just for if, you know, you have members that come in that didn't do Murph, they want to get a good workout in, we have a nice long workout for them to do um, to kind of make up for the fact that they miss Murph a little bit. Uh, we do have deadlift, strict press, and power cleans for strength throughout the week, and then some other workouts, um, some fun workouts here to fill in uh, the rest of the week. So let's go ahead and hop into Monday. So Monday we do have Murph. We do start with a pretty general warm-up here, starting with 400-meter jog, then accumulating uh, air squats, jumping jacks, bodybuilders, push-ups, and ring rows, just covering all our bases before getting into Murph. Um, so we do have, like, you know, our, our normal time uh, domains here for Murph, but obviously they do not really apply. So Murph will take as long as it takes. Review movements as long as you need to review movements. Um, this one, you know, we don't really want to rush through particularly with strategy and uh, I would say pull up and push up technique, making sure everyone is very efficient and is feeling very good about those before getting into a workout where you're doing 100, 200 in a row, right? <clears throat> so taking our time there before we get into uh, this very muscular burn slash ventilation workout, I would say it's mostly muscular burn um, levels considerations here, running upper body pull and upper body push. Uh, before we get into this, uh, mostly muscular burn because of this second half or the second three quarters of this workout. So the first mile, you'll definitely get the breathing going. That'll definitely be mostly, you know, heavy breathing, aerobic power. But once we get into the pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats, and then into that second uh, mile, even that second mile is mostly muscular burn after doing all those air squats, particularly if you're doing this this top variation, you guys know the Bambi leg feeling after doing 300 air squats. I'm sure uh, everyone listening can picture that moment where you can't really take a step. Um, I'm thinking about two separate occasions where I almost fell over with a weight vest on. Very fun time. So that's why we're categorizing that as muscular burn. So with that being said, for Brown, uh, their strategy is obviously going to be a little bit different because the structure of the workout is a lot different. So thinking about breaking the pull-ups up into quick, manageable sets, usually between three and five is the best move. Um, or even, you know, all the way down to quick singles, not a bad move, as long as we can keep things moving, right? As long as we can keep things going, we don't want to have any hard, you know, one to two minute breaks where you're having to stop and not accumulate reps. So that goes for pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats. So push-ups, same thing, quick sets, shake the arms out as much as you can, try to limit time under tension for those two movements and keep things moving so we don't hit any roadblocks there. Air squats are gonna be a little bit different just because you could do big sets of air squats. You're not gonna fail air squats, but we do have to keep into 
uh, keep in our mind that we do have a one mile run to follow. So don't do fifties all the way through. That's probably not a good move. Usually I do like 20 reps at a time when I'm doing the workout. So 20 reps, walk around, 20 reps, walk around, you know, quick 10 steps just to, you know, get, get the legs moving a little bit and get out of that single spot that you're doing air squats in. But again, whatever you got to do to just keep it moving, keep accumulating reps, uh, keep your spirits up, keep the morale up, you know, that's also part of this workout, uh, then do it. So even if that's a set of five, then you're, then you're walking real quick for the air squats, do that. That's totally fine. Again, as long as we're keeping things moving and we're not allowing this workout to drag out longer than it needs to. For the earlier rounds or the earlier levels here, purple and below, consistent, constant movement through your rounds, really high quality technique all the way through. Don't slam through this and kind of, you know, lose tension on your ring rows and, and not lock out on your push-ups because you can move a little faster through this. We really want to think about quality as we're going through this, uh, particularly on those push-ups for the earlier levels. So full depth, full lockout. And then air squat, same thing, real smooth, real consistent. And then on that final run for everybody, we're just moving as fast as we can, as fast as we can. Um, first run, I don't know if we talked about the first run, but just consistent, constant movement to get you set up for the pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats. So we're not going max effort here. Uh, probably 90, 85 to 90% effort uh, on that first mile. Right? You don't need to. You don't need to pace it too much because you will completely aerobically recover once you get into the pull-ups, push-ups, and air squats here. But you know, you still don't want to go max effort 100% as fast as you can on the mile and kind of tank yourself and set yourself up for failure. So about 85, 90%. Get yourself going. Set, set a good pace there, but. Uh, don't get caught up with the time too much. Extra credit's just going to be walk and recover until you feel ready to drive. That could be, you know, five minutes. That could be 20 minutes. Who knows? So that will be our Monday, Murph Monday. And then we have Tuesday here. So we will have a couple options on Tuesday. Regardless, we will start with a warm-up. So four minutes of single unders and shoulder taps and three minutes of med ball squats and scap pull-ups. Uh, you can adjust this for members that are still feeling beat up from Murph. So maybe just a, a longer jog to start, um, longer air bike, longer row to start, just to kind of warm things up and get things moving. And then getting into the workout here. So to uh, to start with our prep, we have double under and inversion practice for the movement review. Just making sure everyone's ready for the double unders and handstand pushups in the workout. Uh, then getting into this breathe and burn workout. All-inclusive levels considerations are N and C, only neuro today, no uh, no core really, everyone's doing ab mat sit-ups. And then upper body pull and upper body push, the goal here is sub 25. The workout is going to be 50 calorie row, 80 double unders, 40 ab mat sit-ups, 60 double unders, 30 wall balls, 40 double unders, 20 strict pull-ups, 20 double unders, and then 10 strict handstand push-ups. All of those scale as normal. So double unders to single unders at mat setup. Reps will drop. Wall ball weight will drop. And then reps will drop. And then strict pull-ups go into standing pull-ups. Handstand push-ups go to pike handstand push-ups. So as we are going through this workout, um, thinking about consistent, constant movement. Again, similar to Murph yesterday, just moving steadily through the row, unbroken double unders, steady through your sit-ups, unbroken wall balls, breaking up those strict pull-ups however you need to break them up, breaking up those handstand push-ups however you need to break them up. 
So, you know, again, don't go out too hot where it's going to compromise the remaining portion of the workout. And you're not able to kind of keep a brisk, consistent pace. We want to make sure we're consistent, constant movement from start to finish. So again, multiple options. If you are completely wrecked from Murph, or if you did Murph at all yesterday, you don't really want to do handstand push-ups and pull-ups. You will do a five-minute stations of air bike run row and single unders, and then a little bit of mobility to finish out. So just get the blood flowing, run things through range of motion uh, so that you are feeling ready for the rest of the week. So our um, system descriptor here, breathe and burn. Breathing and burning will gradually increase as you work your way through the chipper. This one's pretty straightforward. As you go through, breathing will steadily build. Burning will steadily build, especially as we get through the at-mat sit-ups, wall balls, and pull-ups. Um, just a very right down the middle breathe and burn chipper here. And then extra credit's going to be breathe and mobilize. You have eight-minute jog and then three-minute quad stretch, couch stretch, lat smash each side. So that will be our Tuesday following Murph and then getting into our Wednesday here. So Wednesday we have deadlifts and then a power output workout down here with deadlifts as well. So warm up is going to be very deadlift centric with body weight, good mornings, tuck ups and dead bugs, just getting our core and midline uh, prepared for uh, the deadlifting and hinging that we're doing today. So our deadlift is not going to be straight deadlifts. We do have um, some some variation here. This should be knees to elbow. So we have deadlifts alternating with strict knees to elbow or leg raises or knee raises for 12 minutes. You'll do three deadlifts, rest the remaining minute. The next minute will be strict knees to elbow, leg raises or knee raises, rest, and then you go back to the deadlift. So we should be building throughout on these deadlifts. Purple and brown should be getting to something a little bit heavier for the day, something uncomfortable for the day or not uncomfortable rather, but something difficult and, and a little, you know, setting yourself up for the power output workout. So a little heavier for the day. And then the earlier levels, just working on consistent movement with that deadlift. So not too worried about weight, more worried about the contraction and positioning, uh, particularly out of the bottom. And then at the very top, making sure we feel those glutes and hamstrings, those uh, glutes and hamstrings firing. So if your hands are torn up from Murph, you can sub hollow rocks for knees to elbow, um, still getting that hard core contraction and core stability without, you know, putting your hands under that fatigue. Also, uh, the deadlift will probably be a little bit uh, uncomfortable if your hands are beat up from Murph, but not as bad as hanging. So you should be fine there. So then getting into our workout, uh, movement review is going to be air bike and or sled push review. If you guys do have sleds, I recommend using the sled just because it's a little bit of a different stimulus um, and something uh, a, a little more unique and, and fun for members, of course, than the air bike. Uh, and it seems like the air bike is much worse, but the sled push will be just as bad. It's just a little, it feels a little easier to push on, on the sled effort wise than it does on the air bike. I think it's just a mental thing, particularly for members. Um, I'd much rather do an air bike because a sled gets really rough after, especially that first round. But again, use what you have, uh, do what you can. Um, and then getting into our power output workout levels consideration is going to be deadlift. Workout is E85 and the goal is effort. So we have 12 deadlifts at 40 to 60% of the heaviest weight from the EMOM. So making sure that we're keeping track of that and then doing a little bit of math. 
The deadlift should be 12 unbroken at a pretty brisk pace, but make sure it's not so fast and you know, you don't, you're not even feeling the weight. You should be feeling that weight. That 12 deadlift should be tough, but we don't want to be getting close to failure. It should be 12 consistent unbroken reps. And then right on to 45 seconds on the air bike at a good clip. 45 seconds is a longer period of time, but we still want to hold a high effort on that. Or 45 second sled push just back and forth uh, with a moderate amount of weight. Again, something that we know we can continuously move through. Uh, deadlift will scale into a prescribed weights for blue, orange, yellow, and white. Kettlebell deadlifts for white. Air bike will stay the same. Obviously, the effort put out is going to be relative to the level. Um, sled push is particularly good for the earlier levels. So if you're limited on sleds, maybe you only have one sled, I would have these levels down here do the sled push because it's easier for them to get that um, stimulus out of a sled than it is to get the stimulus out of an air bike. In the rest, we're going to try to accumulate uh, up to a minute of dead hang hold for blue blue and above, and then we drop that to 40, 30, 20 seconds for the earlier levels. Just an added um, grip element into this workout. Again, if you are totally wrecked from Murph and your hands are torn up, you can skip this part. We don't need to work on grip if your hands uh, have holes in them, right? So for our energy system descriptor here, power output, putting out max effort, particularly on the bike, will get more and more difficult with each round. Um, this one is pretty straightforward. We're just trying to work as hard as we can, as much intensity as possible within this uh, each round within the given time period for the air bike. And it will be very difficult to maintain that as we go, but that's why we're training it, right? It's training that consistent power output over multiple rounds. Note here, you may sub anything high powered for the air bike, sled, row, anything you have that will create that same stimulus of max effort with resistance. Um, definitely definitely sub that in. And then our extra credit here, sticking with breathe and mobilize for three days in a row because of Murph. So we have eight minute row and bike, three minute glute smash, three minute pigeon, three minute doorway stretch, just making sure again that we're feeling pretty good after that rough Monday workout. Um, so getting into Thursday here. So Thursday, we have a 20-minute muscular burn workout with some strict burpees, barbell rows, and back squats. Uh, so warm-up is going to be pretty general here. Four rounds, bodybuilders, glute bridges, calf raises, and lizard stretch on each side, just kind of making sure everything is feeling pretty good for the workout. And then getting into our movement review here, we don't necessarily have any pulling up here in the warm-up, but we do have it in the prep and the movement review. So barbell row review and lat activation. So making sure everyone is in the correct position to start each rep and everyone is finishing in the correct position, utilizing the correct muscles, um, particularly the lats and then the upper back and not using the traps and biceps for the entire movement, which can't happen. So with whatever time we have left, we'll go over back squats and strict burpees and then hit this rehearsal before getting into box car or muscular burn workout levels consideration will be api and that's only going to be for the burpees uh, row and back squat is going to be general or overall level uh, consideration goals nine plus rounds here again we have 20 minutes six strict burpees nine barbell rows 12 back squats the weight on those is 75 55 for brown weight will drop until we get to 
barbell rows at a very lightweight in goblet squats for the earliest level. Strict burpees go down into strict burpees to a box. Orange is kind of the middle ground here where they might be able to do the strict burpee, might not be able to. So if they want to go to a box, they can. They can do some reps without a box. Um, we just kind of want to get them used to doing burpees. Uh, and this is a good opportunity having a strict variation so they're not flopping on the ground too much. But again, best judgment here, if you need to switch them down to strict burpees to a box, then definitely do so. So with this one, 20 minutes, going to be very Cindy-like, just moving consistently through all of these reps, very focused on quality movement, particularly on those barbell rows and back squats, um, where you can easily lose it, lose that technique if you go a little too fast, if you're getting a little ahead of yourself. So make sure we're always in the correct position for the barbell rows, smooth, consistent movement, uh, squeezing the lats throughout to make sure we're actually getting that muscle activation, um, creating a little bit of hypertrophy there so your muscles get a little bit bigger uh, from this volume here. And then strict burpees, making sure we can move a little bit quicker, but making sure that we are sticking to the strict and those push-ups look like push-ups, not like the worm coming up from a burpee. So keeping that in mind particularly for these earlier levels here. And again, each round looking exactly the same from start to finish is your goal. So system descriptor here, muscular burn, burn and muscular fatigue will increase with each round and technique should not change at all, uh, even with this happening. So very interesting workout here with those barbell movements and then getting into some glute accessory here. We got four to five sets of glute bridges with your barbell and then clamshells each side. If you do have mini bands to put around the knees, you can definitely use those for the clamshells, but you don't necessarily need those. You can do them lying and just focus on the muscle activation and squeeze particularly at the top. So our extra credit here is going to be some core accessories. So we got three sets, kettlebell side bends and plank rotations ending with a side plank on the right side and then switch sides do that all on the left and then rest as you need to to keep quality high on these so make sure we're not using so heavy such a heavy kettlebell that we can't get full range of motion in that frontal plane so we're getting full um, flexion and extension of the spine in that frontal plane um, and not just a short little pump action so doesn't have to be super heavy really focused on that range of motion on those side bends. So that is going to be your Thursday. And then getting into Friday here, rolling right through to the end of the week. So we do have strict press on this day. And then we have a nice breathe and burn workout with a kettlebell. So warm up is going to be very shoulder based, two minute bike jog row, and then into six minutes of FLR to down dog. So front leaning rest into down dog, rear step lunges, and then press with just the barbell. And then we'll get into the strict press. So after you review the strict press, particularly the movement of the elbow, uh, make sure we're rotating out as we come up and hitting that full locked out position. We'll have 15 minutes to build to a heavy single starting at five. So five, four, three, two, one, uh, building strict press sets for purple and brown reps drop to five for or increase rather to five for every set for blue and orange and then it goes into dumbbell press for white and yellow so really focus on full range of motion hard lockout getting that full overhead position pushing the head through at the top that is our main focus and then after that add weight as technique allows 
So then getting into our kettlebell workout here, we have our prep to start. So movement review is going to be kettlebell push press focus, jerk dips press, push press, and then reviewing our single arm kettlebell swings after that with whatever time you have left. Really focused on trunk stability um, on both of these because we are using a single kettlebell. So that trunk stability does uh, get tested in this workout, particularly with the front rack carry to finish, to finish each round. So this workout is a breathe and burn workout. Levels consideration is upper body push. Goal is sub 10 minutes. Workout is named fire serpent. We got six rounds, 10 single arm Russian kettlebell swings, eight kettlebell push press, 50 meter kettlebell front rack carry all on one side, switch sides every single round. So you'll do one side on the right, one round on the right side, switch arms one round on the left. You'll do that six total times, three rounds on each side. So kettlebell swings should remain pretty crisp and unbroken throughout. Make sure we're snapping the hips and maintaining that neutral spine and engaged core throughout. So we're not dipping, twisting on every single rep, right? Shoulders stay nice and square and then get right into that kettlebell push press. Again, everything nice and stable, torso super square. We're not leaning to one side or the other. Kettlebells moving straight up and down, hitting that fully locked out position that we were emphasizing in the strict press earlier. And then right into a kettlebell front rack carry again, core engaged, glutes engaged, walking in a nice straight line, trying not to uh, wobble, shift, particularly at the shoulders of the hips. So the, the scaling here, reps or weight will go down rather for the earlier levels until we get to a regular Russian swing. We take out the single arm. And then push press will go into a kettlebell press. Front rack carry stays the same, but will scale obviously with the uh, with the weight. So our system descriptor here: breathe and burn. Breathing will increase with each round, while burning will increase within the round, but subside a bit when you switch hands. So you'll get that burning on one side, but once you switch sides, you know the burning will subside a little bit on the side that you just used. The core fatigue will continue to build, but the burning. Uh, in the shoulders, glutes will go up and down as you go through this workout. Extra credit is arms. So we got 12 to 15 hammer curls, 12 to 15 skull crushers, resting a minute 30 times four. So this is not just, you know, to fill out the, the shirt sleeves. This also is very good for the elbows to do isolated movement through full range of motion, uh, particularly after doing so much pressing and then pulling, uh, big pulling movements, right? the day before. So just keeping those elbows nice and healthy so that we can come back next week and continue to crush those big compound movements. So we are finishing out the week with Saturday here. We got power cleans and then a nice breathe and burn workout here with some power cleans and toes to bar. But we are going to start with a warm up as usual. So three rounds with glute bridge marches, lying knee raises, vertical jumps, and a shuttle run. Uh, getting us ready to start these power cleans. So, of course, always starting with clean progressions. And then we have 15 minutes to build to a heavy hang power clean and power clean for purple and brown. And then we go down to power cleans and hang power cleans, uh, accumulating sets for blue, orange, yellow, and white. So everyone should be focused on super tight, consistent technique and then slowly adding weight from there as that technique allows. Do not try to push too much here, particularly uh, blue and below. Just because we want to get more comfortable with the movement pattern, not too worried about how much weight we have on the bar. You almost don't even want to think about that at all. 
only thinking about how the reps look and feel, you know, with every set. Uh, purple and brown can push the weight a little bit, but make sure that that technique stays nice and tight. Do not compromise technique for a few extra pounds. So movement review, we're going to spend our time on toes to bar because we just spent a bunch of time on power cleans uh, and we have the power cleans in the workout. So reviewing those toes to bar, particularly keeping the shoulders stable and working throughout your reps. And then getting into our breathe and burn workout here, levels, considerations, weightlifting, and N and C endurance. Core is going to be the only thing out of this that we are going to use. No double unders in here. And the goal is five plus rounds. So we have smoke grenade here, 15 minute AMRAP, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, going up by threes into infinity of power cleans and toes to bar with a 200 meter run uh, after both of those. So this one is going to be very, very burny, as particularly once you get past the nine mark power cleans and toes to bar will start to get burny and breathing will start to ramp up pretty quickly at the beginning, but should settle in um, as you get to those higher rounds, particularly because you'll have to break up the power cleans and toes to bar. So the breathing will kind of flutter and uh, level out in these later rounds. So we want to try to keep toes to bar and power cleans unbroken through the set of nine. That would be pretty ideal. If you need to break it up earlier because of grip, because of technique, definitely do that. Um, but trying to stay unbroken at least through the set of six and then nine, you can kind of make that decision. Once we get to 12, 15, 18, you definitely have to break those up, right? Quick singles on the power cleans, quick short sets on the toes to bar. Make sure we're not dipping too deep into fatigue there. And and honestly, you could go quick quick singles on the power cleans from the start as long as we're keeping things moving. Um, toes to bar is really the one where you have to be careful on uh, how deep you're going into those sets. Once we get into the hang power cleans here, we want to try to keep those unbroken for the earlier levels as long as we can. Obviously, grip uh, determine will determine that. But once we get past the set of 12 into 15, 18, then decide at the 8, you know, at the halfway point of each set if you want to continue. Obviously, if technique is starting to falter a little bit because you're getting fatigued, grip is getting fatigued, back, back glutes, whatever is getting fatigued, drop, reset finish your finish the the rest of those reps leg raises knee raises should be unbroken um, through as long as you can knee raises leg raises are not going to be as uh, taxing as the toes bar even scaled even relatively to these levels so kind of keeping those unbroken uh, for for longer into the workout deeper into the workout rather is not a bad idea 200 meter run should be pretty smooth and consistent kind of recovering a little bit catching your breath so that you can remain consistent on those power cleans and toes to bar. So our system descriptor here, breathe and burn. Breathing will increase quickly at the beginning and settle in for the remainder of the workout, pretty much what we were talking about earlier. And burning will increase slowly with each round. Uh, and slowly at the start, and then once we get to the 12 to 15, you'll kind of have some big spikes and burn on the toes to bar, you know, as you're getting to the end of your of your muscular fatigue there. Extra credit to finish out our week is going to be prehab accessory. So we have four sets, 10 external shoulder rotations each side, 10 YTWs, and then 10 reverse dumbbell flies. So that is Murph week. Very interesting week. So again, we don't have any themes or any month um, overviews to go over with this one. This is going to be kind of a transition week with Murph. And then next week, we will get back into 
uh, themes for June, progressions, um, assessments, all that good stuff. So if you guys have any questions about MRF, about any of that, uh, please let me know. Um, real quick, too, if you guys are not planning on doing MRF for this Monday, whether you're not in the United States and it kind of doesn't line up um, with your schedule, or you're doing it Saturday or Sunday, however your gym does it, I would sub in something similar with similar movements if you could. Uh, usually sub in Cindy here, something like that. Uh, the rest of the week, particularly from Wednesday on, is completely independent of Murph, right? It's not, you know, it's it's definitely uh, influenced by it, but it's not going to be a complete wash if you don't do Murph on Monday. So just think about subbing out Cindy, something similar that way. Um, you're keeping pretty consistent with the movement balance throughout the week. But again, if you guys have any questions about that or anything else, either comment below or shoot me a DM. I can answer that question for you. Uh, but otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week.